Hello there and happy Tunes Day. My name is Francis and I love music. Love it. And movies. Movies and music. And the music used in movies. And TV. I'm the friend who notices the music used in the media constantly to the point that my friends think of me immediately, if and when they notice it themselves. So I'd like to welcome you to my podcast, Needle Drops That Will Change Your Life. What is a needle drop? I'm so glad you asked. Wikipedia defines a needle drop as the use of an existing record rather than an original score in a film. I'd also add television or honestly any other form of media, video games, movie trailers, and more. For example, any of the songs I discuss on this very podcast. Why should you care about my thoughts on needle drops? Well, I'm a great person, obviously, but other than that, being a music supervisor is my dream job but I'm stuck in Texas where there aren't a ton of opportunities for me to get into that industry. So I'm dipping my toe into the world of podcasting to discuss the incredible work that music supervisors do. What exactly do they do? Well, let me tell you, according to the Berklee College of Music, music supervisors artfully select and license pre-existing songs and recordings for use in movies, television shows, and video games. Today, we're making a wish on our birthday to be 30, flirty, and thriving and falling head over heels with our best friend. Spoilers ahead for the 2004 instant classic starring America's sweetheart, Jennifer Garner, and pre-Hulk, Mark Ruffalo, 13 Going on 30. 13 Going on 30 debuted in 2004 and was legitimately an instant classic. Nearly 20 years later, those of us who were in our teens when the movie came out are firmly in our 30s, flirty and thriving to be determined. But what remains is that this is still a really fun rom-com with excellent music from the 80s and mid-2000s. This needle drop is a little different from the first two that I've discussed uh, in that it covers a montage at the beginning of the movie, but nevertheless, I persist and we go! The music supervisor on this movie is John Houlihan. John Houlihan is currently the Senior Vice President of Music for 20th Century Fox Film Studio, which is now part of Disney. In 2010, John was a founding member of the Guild of Music Supervisors and later served as president for three years. He also supervised music for the 1995 film Mortal Kombat, the 2000 Charlie's Angels, Deadpool in 2016, Deadpool 2 in 2019, Jojo Rabbit in 2019, and most recently, The Eyes of Tammy Faye in 2021. He has been nominated for Best Compilation Soundtrack for Visual Media Grammy uh, for Deadpool 2 in 2019. Obviously, like I said, this is a little bit different. We're covering a song that's used as a mon- over a montage, and that song is Head Over Heels, performed by the Go-Go's. The Go-Go's are an all-female pop rock new wave band, and Head Over Heels was released in 1984 as the first single from their third studio album, Talk Show. The song was the most successful of the album's three singles, peaking at number 11 on the US Billboard Hot 100. Due to its success, Head Over Heels became a Go-Go's classic. However, it couldn't save the band from themselves. They broke up a year later in 1985 before releasing their fourth album. Lead singer Belinda Carlisle told the New York Times in 2018, that was the beginning of the end, that album. We were run ragged. 
we didn't know how to say no. Head Over Heels has an upbeat, cheerful melody, and lyrically, it captures the darker side of fame and fortune. I had an appreciation for the lyrics then, but not like I do now in hindsight. Who are the characters in the movie? Jenna Rink is played by a young Krista B. Allen, who is legitimately Jennifer Garner's um, doppelganger. Um, and they are our protagonist in Jenna Rink. Uh, Matt, Maddie Flamhoff is played by Sean Marquette as a young man and Mark Ruffalo as an adult. Maddie is Jenna's best friend and neighbor, and it becomes very clear early on that Maddie has a crush on Jenna. Alexandra Kyle and Judy Greer play Lucy Tom Tom Wyman, who is the it girl and leader of the six chicks. Uh, Jenna wants to join this clique so very badly. Fun fact, two of the young six chicks are portrayed by Brie Larson of Captain Marvel fame and Ashley Benson of Pretty Little Liars fame. We also meet Andy Serkis playing Richard, who is Jenna and Lucy's boss at Poise Magazine, and Trish Sackett, played by Kirsten Warren, editor of Poise's rival magazine, Sparkle. We also will discuss Chris Grandy, um, who as an adult is played by one Jim Gaffigan. So what do we know about the characters in the story? So like I said multiple times, this needle drop is a little bit different covering a montage at the beginning of the movie, but it is so iconic and really foreshadows the whole story. The overall story of the movie is 13-year-old Jenna in 1987 dreams of being popular. During her 13th birthday party, she is humiliated by the popular girls, the six chicks, and later wishes that she were 30 years old, rocking back and forth, muttering 30, flirty, and thriving. While rocking back and forth, magic dust falls on her and Jenna wakes up at the age of 30 in 2004 and she is uncertain of what happened and hijinks ensue. So specifically, our song covers a montage um, and we're going to break this down a little bit more in detail. So it's picture day. Jenna shows up at the gym with her little ticket and hands it to the photographer who proceeds to call her Gina. Jenna tries to correct the photographer who takes a photo of her mid J. So it looks like she's sneezing. It's just, it's not good. We've all had bad photos, especially in middle school. We go directly from the flash of the photo to the iconic white window envelope of school pictures where everyone can see how your photo turned out. Like I said, we've all had those bad photos. We've all had to turn them around in that white envelope so people couldn't see it. It's now Jenna's 13th birthday. You gotta love getting those terrible school pictures back on that iconic day. Jenna is miserable, but Maddie comes to save the day and wish her a happy birthday. Also taking what might be the first selfie recorded in a film with a massive, like real legit camera. Jenna and Maddie walk a few steps down the hall before Tom Tom and the six chicks come and talk to Jenna about their photos. Here's where I'm going to talk about the casting a little bit more in detail. 
The casting in this movie is so, so good. Krista B. Allen, who has a thriving TikTok account right now, legitimately just looks so much like Jennifer Garner. It's truly iconic. Even now, almost 20 years later, she still looks like a young Jennifer Garner. If you told me they were sisters, I would be like, yeah, checks out. Alexandra Kyle looks so much like what I would imagine a young Judy Greer to look like. Not quite as close as Krista B. Allen and Jennifer Garner, but like you can definitely see how Alexandra Kyle could grow up to look like Judy Greer. And if you can remove the Hulk and Bruce Banner and smart Hulk from your brain, Sean Marquette looks like he'd definitely be what Mark Ruffalo looked like as a kid. So like A++++ to the casting team, uh, Ellen Lewis and Terry Taylor, they really totally knocked it out of the park. Back to where we were. Tom Tom breaks the news to Jenna that she and the six chicks, along with Jenna's crush, Chris Grandy, won't be able to attend her birthday party that evening because they have to work on a report for school. Jenna caves and says she'll do the report for them, ensuring the most popular and attractive kids attend her party and secures her foot in the door of becoming a six chick which would make her the seventh six chick. And Maddie says there can only be six, six chicks, or it doesn't make sense. But, you know, logistics aside. It's at this party that Jenna is embarrassed and wishes to be 30, leading to the events of the rest of the movie. 30-year-old Jenna and Tom Tom, now going by her given name of Lucy, work at one of the most popular women's magazines, Poise, and live in New York City. We learned throughout the movie that Jenna is no longer friends with Matt. She actually did achieve her goal of being a six chick and was prom queen and is actually incredibly shady, giving Poise's rival magazine Sparkle the heads up on their covers and top stories so that it appears Sparkle scoops them every month. Jenna reconnects with Matt, who is still a photographer and living in New York with his fiancée. Long story short, Jenna is able to right all her wrongs and become who she realizes she actually wants to be and marries Matt. The film was a commercial success, earning $22 million in its first week and became one of the year's biggest selling rental titles. How does this song relate to the characters in the movie? Head Over Heels is about a girl who has gotten caught up in the day-to-day challenges of life and now realizes that she should follow her heart and let her emotions lead her. The first verse says, Jenna is trying so hard to be popular and join the six chicks. She neglects her friendship with Maddie to the point that when she wishes to be 30, her friendship with Matt is no longer in existence and she literally lost all track of time since she was just 13. Being a six chick looks super easy as does being 30, flirty, and thriving, but Jenna discovers she's not as nice a person as she once was, looks sometimes deceive. Later, the song says... 
No more connections to her true self in the past. Her friendship with Matt is non-existent in the adult world, so Jenna is no longer a grounded human. She doesn't want to take her mom's advice in the beginning, which foreshadows her falling out with her parents sometime in the future. This is kind of the thesis statement of the movie. Jenna's voice of reason is Maddie. And when she becomes a six chick, it's inferred that their friendship dissolves. She's wanted to be a six chick for so long. And she's thrilled to find out that she was one and even prom queen. But she realizes too late that she really did love Maddie and wants desperately to rewind to the past. I have two songs that I think could have worked really well. Uh, for this montage as well. Kids in America by Kim Wilde. It was recorded by English pop singer Kim Wilde. It was released in the United Kingdom as her debut single in January 1981 and in the U.S. in spring 1982. The song reached number two on the U.K. singles chart for two weeks and number one in Finland and South Africa and charted in the top 10 of many European charts as well as in Australia and New Zealand. In North America, the song reached the top 40 in Canada and the US, and it was certified gold in the United Kingdom, South Africa, Australia, and Sweden, and has sold over 3 million copies worldwide. Kids in America starts off kind of sinister sounding, like to the point that I personally didn't like listening to it for a long time as a kid because the opening chords kind of scared me. I don't like scary stuff. Like I don't, I can't even watch scary movie trailers. So we probably will never cover a scary movie on this podcast. Ultimately, this song feels like it could be a conversation between multiple Jennas. Pre-six chick, 13-year-old Jenna, six chick Jenna at 30, and grown up 30-year-old Jenna who realizes being a six chick wasn't what it seemed. Feels like it could be Jenna from the Poise office looking back and wondering how she reached this point in her life after realizing she and Maddie were no longer friends and she didn't have a relationship with her parents. The chorus. Sounds like a pre-six chick Jenna wishing she was part of the popular crowd. This feels like grown up 30 year old six chick Jenna. She is going to parties on school nights and 
sleeping with hockey players and, you know, just living her best life. This feels like it could definitely be grown-up Jenna figuring out again that being popular isn't everything and staying grounded with those who love you for you is the best thing. The other song that I think really could have been in this montage is another 80s classic, Manic Monday, by rival girl group The Bangles. I don't actually know if the Go-Go's and The Bangles were rivals, but similar sounds from the 80s, you gotta assume. I actually learned when I was looking this up, Manic Monday was written by Prince, but it is better known for the version recorded by the pop rock band, The Bangles, which was the first single released from their second studio album, Different Light, in 1986. The single was released by Columbia Records on Monday, January 27th, 1986, and received generally positive reviews from critics. It became the Bengals' first hit, reaching number two in the U.S., the United Kingdom, Austria, Canada, Germany, and Ireland, and peaked within the top five in Australia, New Zealand, Norway, and Switzerland. Lyrically, it describes a woman who's waking up to go to work on Monday, wishing it was still Sunday so that she could continue relaxing. Based on this idea, it feels like this could be 30-year-old Jenna waking up from thinking, being 30, flirty, and thriving is so wonderful, and realizing that what she did to get to that point in her friendship with Maddie and close off her relationship with her parents might not be worth it, and being 13 wasn't so bad after all. Other media that Head Over Heels was used for and or covers of the song. Head Over Heels is the name of a Broadway musical inspired by the Go-Go's music. The quirky premise is about 16th century townsfolk who are thrown into chaos over a prophecy that threatens to take away their happiness. Act two is introduced by Head Over Heels, which show director Michael Mayer says is a perfect fit because, quote, the idea that love can turn you upside down is so much of what the show is about. The song also appeared in the 2001 movie Head Over Heels, starring Freddie Prince Jr., as well as TV shows such as Animal Kingdom, Season 5, Episode 5, 90210, the 2010 version, and others. That's all for today, folks. Join me next time when I geek out over another needle drop. Don't forget to follow the podcast on Instagram at needle drops podcast and tell your friends.
leave a rating and review if you are so inclined, and let me know what song would play over a montage of your worst middle school picture day. This podcast is hosted, produced, and edited by me, Francis. Social media support also provided by me. Thank you for listening, and please don't forget to share needle drops that will change your life with someone in your life that you think would appreciate it. See you next time. Thank you.